What's happening, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. What is up? My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. You're listening to the third week of Nintendo Month. Once again, this is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. Today's topic is Super Mario 64. This is so exciting for us. If those of you that are around that have been here since the beginning, I think you can remember on our first episode, uh, Carl and I had sort of a makeshift top 10 list of our favorite video game soundtracks and this was sort of our number one and you know it's been a long time since i played this game but coming back and listening to this soundtrack it feels like absolutely like you're coming back home doesn't it oh absolutely the uh, epitome of nostalgia for both of us it's definitely in some ways maybe both of our favorite soundtrack definitely one of our favorite soundtracks of all time so it's very fitting that we're going to have another spotlight on the music of super mario 64 and it's cool we have back-to-back spotlights, which is so rare. We've actually only done two on the entire history of the show. Last week, we did a spotlight on Kid Icarus Uprising, and today we're going to do a spotlight on Super Mario 64. Yeah, I think the great thing about this game is that uh, the game itself was incredibly revolutionary. You know, it was the first 3D platformer, and it was almost as important to gaming as the original Super Mario Brothers Absolutely. And what's great is the music sort of found its own but new identity and I think it just goes to show the genius of Koji Kondo bringing the things that made Mario and Mario music great but adapting them for this new three-dimensional style of gaming but also having that in the music you know there's different instrumentation and different types of music than we've ever seen in Mario music before but at the same time he's carrying the legacy because similar to something like Mario World where he would have one main melody and he would do a bunch of different variations on the different levels. That's what he does here in Super Mario 64. And since this is pretty much the second time that that happened, once you do something twice, it kind of establishes it as a tradition. Right. So this is something that you're going to hear in future Mario games, like Super Mario Sunshine, he would continue that, where he would come up with one main melody and do variations, which is so impressive, because you hear that a lot in classical music, uh-huh. but it's kind of a ballsy move to do that in a video right. game, because I think at the time of this game's release, there was a little bit of backlash of some people that thought, oh, there's not enough original music. People would have wanted more themes, like completely new themes per level, but I remember when I played this game being so impressed and not even realizing that it was the same melody until a lot later. Well, the thing that's so cool is it's almost like the type of thing, like, I don't know if you've ever seen The Music Man, Mm -hmm. but uh, there's there's a theme in that film that's used in two big numbers, and um, one of them is... Good night, my someone, and it's this very beautiful ballad. And the other one is seventy-six trombones. And it's almost hard it's the to same even melody, tell it's the but same, it's yeah. completely different in tone and genre. Well, the and context that's I love is so about big. this game, yeah. yeah, because it's theme and variation, like you talked about. But it's a variation in genre. You know, we go from a big band to bluegrass to all over the spectrum here. Yeah, so and it's there, really cool. And there isn't just one. I mean, there are other complete pieces of music in this game. We don't want to say that the entire game is just one melody. But as far as some of the main level themes. He definitely right. continues that tradition. So we're so excited to dive into this soundtrack. I'm definitely positive that most of you listening to the show are very familiar with this soundtrack. Right. And later on, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about the new Mario game that's coming out this Friday, Super Mario 3D World, which is actually going to feature some really cool things in the music department. Yeah, so very timely that we're doing this episode this week because, yeah, Friday marks the release of a brand new Mario game. Very exciting. Well, should we get into it, Will? Absolutely. 
absolutely. Let's do so it. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of take you on a musical journey. We're going to play pretty much every single piece of music from this game, and we're going to try to do it in a roughly chronological order of the way that you would experience the music if you were to play this game, with some exceptions. So let's start off with the opening theme of this game. Now, what you heard playing in with was the title theme. That was the very first piece of music you hear, and of course, it was a pretty awesome remix of the original Mario Brothers theme. Let's take a listen to the opening, and this game was composed by Koji Kondo. Please enjoy. Yahoo! That is so great. That is the opening theme from Super Mario 64 composed by Koji Kondo. And what's so great is that is the first time he's hinting at the main theme of this game. And what's so cool is when you're playing the game, it actually took me years. Oh my gosh, I actually forgot about that. (laughs) To actually realize that that is the first time you hear that melody. So without further ado, let's move on to the first main theme of this game. This is Bob-omb Battlefield, the first true iteration of the main theme of Super Mario 64. Please enjoy Bob-omb Battlefield. Oh my gosh, such a great theme. This is bob on Battlefield from Mario 64, composed by the legendary Koji Kondo. So much to love about this theme. If you think about the context of 1996, we've talked about how revolutionary this game was and how fresh it was for players at the time, but this music is also very fresh because it's absolutely classic Mario music, really one of Koji's best Mario themes he's ever written. But what's so cool is to hear it with better instruments. You have some slap bass, you have a really funky drum, Drumbeat, and I really like that uh, that lone guitar note that you hear over the C section. Digga digga digga. That's just it's so oh, cool to hear great. that. Yeah, wonderful instrumentation going for this big band feel. But again, what I love about Koji Kondo's Mario music 
is he never fully commits to a specific genre. That's mm -hmm. what I love is instrumentationally, I feel like it's always hinting at one thing, but then harmonically and even musically, there's always these other elements where he's bringing to the table or really just establishing things that I almost can't even articulate that are just so identifiably Mario. Mm -hmm. When you hear it, it's just like, oh my gosh, that's Mario. And I think that's obviously some of the chord progressions that he likes to use. But in general, I think it's just some of the imaginative and incredibly catchy melodic writing that Koji Kondo just does. And one thing that's so great about this piece is um, obviously it's, it's very... It's very dated sounding instruments, very general MIDI sounding instruments. But the way that he's arranging it and, and the way that he's using the brass is incredibly authentic. And that was actually really paramount in Mario Galaxy 2 when you when they had when they did that throwback galaxy where they did an actual big band arrangement of this theme. And you heard that all the parts were there. Yeah. All the ingredients were there. All the brass falls, like all those falls are yeah. so perfect. Well, and it's such a powerful brass sound. I mean you're yeah. right. Right, the instruments are dated but again something I love about the N64 somehow I feel like they're dated a little bit less than even some instruments that you have on like the GameCube mm -hmm. like I've been replaying uh, Wind Waker because that HD version came out for the Wii U and uh a lot of it's great, but there are some instruments because, you know, it's not sound chip based where when you it's get a little to that bit general mini uncanny stuff, valley. Yeah. Era, um, one thing that I just want to say before we leave this piece is I think it's one of the most extreme examples of Koji just taking a small melodic fragment, a small motif and just using it for almost the entire song. The dun -dun 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 -dun. that's his motif. Then right. he goes dun -dun 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 -dun. He keeps going. It's crazy like yeah, how much that rhythmic mileage motif. he gets out of that small motif, and that's really the genius of Koji Well, Kondo. it's 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 so excellently composed. I think another thing that I really love about this song is it's. It's so much more fun, honestly, than most other Mario music, yeah. which has all historically been great and fun. But this is like some of the most exciting stuff we're getting. One of my favorite things about this track is the B section. The dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> Yep. Dun, dun. It's so much more simple than any B section that we've gotten in any Mario song previously, but it works so well because you're able to have a fuller instrumentation and that bass groove boom, 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 really nice slap bass. Yeah, it's great. I, another thing I love about this game, I feel like uh, it's also drawing some of its inspiration from sort of the palette that he created for Yoshi's Island. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of combining all of his 8 bit and 16 bit oh, yeah. stuff and then adding new things. It's just. It's another great entry in the canon of Mario music. Let's move on to Inside the Castle Walls. This is one of the themes that you probably hear most often in this game when you think about it. This is the castle theme. So in between levels, the game, obviously everyone knows this, it takes place in Princess Peach's castle. And this is the background music of the castle. It's a very elegant piece of music, very classical, very fitting for a castle. It's crazy. It sounds yeah. like something out of the original Super Mario Brothers. Like it's very much like the ending theme that you hear when you but beat the game. But it's very regal. It's very royal. It's something that could fit in a Disney movie. Movie because when you think about the connotations of a castle, there's just there's a lot of uh, traditions, there's a lot of legacy behind that, and this music fits really well. Let's take a listen to Inside the Castle Walls.
This is Inside the Castle Walls from Mario 64, one of the main background pieces of music that you hear in this game. It's so effective. One thing I love about the soundtrack, and it's something we touched on our LucasArts episode, is hearing Koji Kondo's human MIDI performance in a lot of these pieces. There's a little bit of that imperfect rhythms going on, which is so fun to think about. That's actually Koji a lot of times playing this. Yeah,、stuff. we talk about the human touch, but it's great to think of like his actual touch, and、mm-hmm. he left his mark almost physically. On <laughs> the Mario music, the fact that it's a human MIDI performance, but、uh, yeah, I love this piece so much. There's so much lush harmony going on underneath in those string parts. Very sort of advanced harmonic writing going on here. And the really thi- nice cello line that comes. Oh, in absolutely. Here, kind of the inner voice line. And what I love is it's it's sort of like a it's a classical setting, but what I love is.、Um, As far as the chords, it's sort of delving into some things that would have been、uh, considered improper in classical writing. So again, I feel like、mm-hmm. it's it's that example of Koji Kondo not a hundred percent committing to one genre. You know, he's never abandoning the fact that it's Mario music. It's sort of that's sort of the blood that runs through the veins of all these pieces. And it's crazy that that point you just made. It's a very important point to make where he's never committing too far to one style or genre.、Mm-hmm. And what's great about that is that's intentional. He's doing that on purpose, and it's、right. crazy how that is what creates the Mario. Well,、sound. see, it's almost like it's less about not committing, and it's more about it's almost like establishing something.、Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's making a Mario orchestral piece, or it's making a Mario this or that, which、it's、is that, not just meeting something. It's that、halfway. very specific fusion of influences, because obviously there's a very strong classical influence, and he has the chops. He knows how to do proper voice leading, and、right. you hear that in this music. But it's he injects it with just this like well, modern sensibility. Yeah, well, adding、know? a slight amount of rock and roll to it,、mm-hmm. which is a little bit Mario, because honestly, it's a little bit Koji Kondo. Koji Kondo made such a lasting impact on all the series that he worked on. Really, a lot of modern composers when they try to do Mario, they're really just kind of trying to do Koji Kondo because he really left the biggest imprint on the Mario music. You know, we talk about all the influences, but really, the number one influence is really Koji Kondo's. Own musical sensibilities. So let's move on to. We're going to go a little bit out of order here. This is one of the very first pieces of music you hear in the game. This is file select. This is the theme that plays when you're selecting a file. So it's a very short loop, but it's one of the most beautiful pieces. It's something that introduces you right away to the musical palette of this game. Yeah, I think if I wanted to、uh, teach a student about melody and about pop melody and、mm-hmm. how you can hook someone in in the shortest amount of time, I really think <laughs> this is one of the pieces I'd show because you. Evokes so much emotion, and it's also immediately memorable, and it's just in such a short amount of time. It's really brilliant, and it's one of the simplest melodies that you've ever heard. So let's take a listen to File Select, composed by Koji Kondo. <laughs> So beautiful. This is File Select from Mario 
so nostalgic for me. I remember as a kid, I know we've, we've talked about this in other soundtracks, but this is definitely a piece where I was so moved by it as, as a young child that I would stay on this file select uh-huh. theme for a long time listening to this. Right. As a kid, for some reason, this was one of my favorite pieces of music mm-hmm. in this game. I don't know if you remember that, Will. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's so powerful, and I think one of the things that's so brilliant, you look at the melody, yeah, it really is easy to label something like this as simple if we're just mathematically looking at the number of notes. But the thing that I'm always so consistently blown away with by Koji Kondo is that with everything he does, I always feel feel like he's finding the shortest distance between two points. He's trying to create an emotion or capture a setting, and he does it in the most simple way, but thus is able to do it in the best way possible. Because imagine if this melody was even slightly more complex or even slightly less complex, it just wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. One of the things I love is that he's sort of accenting the ascending nature of the chord progression, the dun-dun-dun, because those notes Mm -hmm. are in the melody. But somehow, even though a lot of the notes are a far distance apart, it feels like this coherent and fluid line. Well, what's so great is, you're right, the heart of it is the dun-dun-dun-dun, but the notes that he goes above and below that are yeah. so colorful, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's amazing, though. It's like, I feel like, give any other person those chords, and it would either be much too noty, or they'd just be like, well, this is dumb. I don't really know what I can do with this. But again, it's just this little gem. But what's so great is I think this is something that I imagine Koji Kondo just did, but I feel like the way that he approaches melody is so ingrained. He has such a fluid understanding of how to craft a good melody i imagine he didn't even have to think long about this one but what's so amazing is yeah it's so seemingly simple but it's something that can really stick with a person like you mentioned you would stay on the screen for just the longest time because it's so beautiful you just get entranced by its simplistic beauty it's simple it's efficient it's economical it's the most effective um, and it's magical too though you know it doesn't just feel like a thought experiment or it doesn't feel like laziness there's really a beauty behind well like the use of the pan flute that's so important because at this time i mean i think the pan flute is one of the most impressive general midi instruments that i've ever heard i remember hearing this in 1996 going from the sega genesis for me personally to this it sounded very realistic there Uh is a lot of expression in that general midi pan flute it is one of the strongest instruments i think in this in this library god i really just want to go play mario 64 right now (laughs) now let's move on to i believe the second iteration that you hear in this game of the main theme. This is called Slider, and one of the reasons it's called that is because I think the first time you hear it is the first slide in Princess Peach's Gosh, castle. I love those slides. They're so, this, so fun. This is a bluegrass rendition of the main theme, and it's maybe my favorite rendition. Let's take a listen to Slider by Koji Kondo.
Oh man, <laughs> so awesome. This is Slider from Mario 64 composed by Koji Kondo. And you really have to scratch your head to think, oh, this is a variation of that bob on Battlefield mm -hmm. theme. It feels like such a succinct piece of music on its own. Oh, like sometimes I forget that it is based on that melody. Well, I think the crazy thing that just strikes me and just based on my own experience trying similar things, you know, if you take a melody and try to arrange it differently, usually if you try to take out certain notes and create sort of a newer melody it out of it. It feels empty. It feels something's missing about it because you can only create a melody for what that is. If you try to change it, you know, there's a reason you made it what mm -hmm. it is. But what's That's not so the case crazy here. <laughs> is, you know, he, he takes out notes, he adds new things, but this is a perfect melody, and the original one is a perfect well, melody. Well, Nothing's of, missing, and like you said, they're both succinct. And one of the reasons why this is a perfect melody is because he's adding so much to the foundation of it. The bluegrass instruments, the there's so much fast, frantic things happening that you can have a little bit more space on the melody right. to have more long, sustained notes. It's just a brilliant combination the of instruments. The thing that I'm just scratching my head is, is this the melody that he came up with first and then did Bob on Battlefield? But mm. the thing about that is the extra notes then in Bob on Battlefield don't feel like flourishes. They feel like necessary contours I think, in a melodic line. I think so he came up so with brilliant. the Bob on Battlefield Battlefield first. One thing that I've really noticed about the Super Mario 64 music in comparison to um, say the music from Mario World or even Yoshi's Island is the more use of channels really allows Kondo to express his sort of um, underneath part writing. Because before in video game music, we get a lot of uh, parts that are evoking uh, chord progressions and a lot of sort of moving harmonies. But what I love here in all the music that we've played so far from this game, you have these sort of call and response lines and you have these underneath almost counter melodies oh, that are moving in contour to the melody and it's so vast and so expansive one thing i love about this is when you have yes that's what you're talking about yeah. the call and response it's it's absolutely brilliant one thing that's so great <laughs> there's so much to talk i mean we could spend so long talking about this theme and we will no um <laughs> is that this is really showcasing the really impressive chromaticism of this piece more than bob and battlefield uh -huh. you have a lot of the descent chromatic lines right. it's kind of mis it's kind of mischievous in a mm -hmm. way and I think that's what's so impressive is this is showcasing different elements of this piece than Bob on Battlefield did right you know but it was always there there was that chromaticism yeah. there but this is kind of elevating well I that. mean even Bob on Battlefield though has its own wonderful like counter melody and different mm -hmm. part writing I think in that one you have and that mm -hmm. the horn parts underneath but those are almost just as catchy and memorable is the melodies themselves. It's really brilliant. One last thing I'll say is every iteration of this main theme does have new original melodic material. This is right. no exception. So what's cool is he's not just banking on what he came up with in the first. There is new material. There's always like a new section in each iteration. So let's move on to the stage boss theme. This is the normal boss theme that you'll hear in this game. The first time you hear it is in bob -omb Battlefield when you actually get to the very top of the mountain and have to face King that boss. King bob I think. Yeah, so let's take listen to the stage boss, composed by Koji Kondo.
This is the stage boss from Mario 64. It's crazy, not too long ago we played one of the boss themes from Link to the Past, and we talked about how influential right, it was. Uh, you hear some of that similarities in this piece. You know, a lot of chromaticism. This piece kind of reminds me a little bit of Flight of the Bumblebee in a way. Absolutely, and again, it's like there—it's so much fast, noty material. Mm-hmm. This just very wicked sort of string line. Sounds like a bee. Yeah, it, it reminds me of something almost out of like Wizard of Oz. I, I love uh, one of my favorite themes in that f- score is the witch theme. Mm-hmm. It's so demonic in the contours of that whole wicked sort of string part. This reminds me sort of like of like a tornado um, blistering. It's just so fluid. <laughs> but what I love is you know koji kondo probably crafted out that whole sequence of, of notes and had to plan out where they would fit in the contour of the chord progression but the end result is you just get this just rushing string of just intricate chromatic series of notes and it's really effective for this boss but on top of it you have a very simple sort of chord progression with those parallel fifth harmonies the ba 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 and it's so effective when you have those parallel fifth it's harmonies yeah it's like power chords but mm-hmm. you're evoking this sort of advanced sense of modulation and I don't know. I, these techniques are used so much throughout video game music and film music, but somehow I feel like when Koji Kondo does it, he always puts his own twist on it. I don't so think it he never can help feels that. cliche. He's not able to. He he can't help but do that. That's one it's of the so things. It's so weird. About Koji I feel Kondo. like you know, it's very easy to notice things about his music that we can all identify. But the strange thing to me that I can never notice is it, it always just seems like he's giving his a hundred and ten percent best for everything he works on because nothing ever really feels like phoned in and never just feels like, oh, he's just doing a boss theme. It's like, this is so completely different and unique from any other boss theme in any other Mario And it's so Mario genuine. Game. He just, he's not, you're right, not only is he not phoning it in, but he's trying to think of how best can I capture this part of the game? The, right. the emotions that the player's going to be feeling. It's incredibly genuine. Well, I just, I love how seriously he takes the music to Mario games. I feel like most composers would probably dismiss it as like, oh, it's like a children game so the music must be childlike and some people do that to his music they definitely dismiss his music in a way that oh it's just koji kondo doing childlike things which you know to each their own but we have so much respect for for his music in this series it is now time folks to move on to our track of the week Now, it's crazy. It's coming so early on in the playlist. Usually, we always save the track of the week for at least halfway through or maybe near the end of a playlist, but it just kind of worked out that um, we think the strongest piece of music in this game, maybe the most quintessential, uh, comes fairly early on in the game. This is Dire Dire Docks. This is the water theme of this game, and what's so cool is this is not an iteration of that main theme. This is its own piece of music, and it is one of the most beautiful pieces in all of video games. It really means a lot to me and Will, and we know that you guys really love this piece and it's very classic let's take a listen to dire dire docks
Oh my gosh, that is a perfect song. This is a textbook example of effective, memorable, atmospheric, melodic video game music. This is Dire Dire Docs, composed by Koji Kondo. How awesome is it when the bass and drums kick in when you get to that Treasure Cove part of this level? Right. I mean, that sort of playful nature of blending in different musical elements is great and something that you couldn't before do in a console. So again, it's showcasing off sort of the technical prowess of the N64, but I really want to touch on something that you just said. I love that you mentioned uh, very melodic, but also atmospheric. Those mm -hmm. are two adjectives that we almost never put together when we're talking about a piece of video game music. Usually, I feel like to fit the bill, it either is one or the other, but you're so right. It absolutely is capturing the atmosphere of this level, but it's really melodic at the same time. One thing that's great about the chord progression of this piece is it's continuous. It never really ends or begins. It's something that is so great for a loop-based medium like video game music, but what you have is you have a lot of modulation, and you don't really have one tonal center, because what you have is you have kind of a G major, an F major, an E flat major, back to an F major. You know, you have, we've talked right. about those flat six and flat seven before, but what's so great is you're not quite sure where the key center is, and it does change. You get a little bit of D7 in there at some points, and then there is another section where you have a little bit more of a diatonic kind of a feel. That's for that C section, that really pretty lullaby section. But what's so great is it doesn't ever really end or begin. It's a perpetual chord progression that's perfect for a water level because you're going to spend a long time in these levels. It's a little bit more right. slow paced and beautiful. And it's kind of about stopping to smell the roses. You know, well, I think another cool thing is it, it showcases Koji Kondo's uh, great uh, jazz harmony and his knowledge of uh, jazz and all those jazz chords in his love of that but also again it's not committing to a specific genre instrumentationally it doesn't sound like jazz at all but again integrating all of his musical influences into this one package it's just it's like unlike anything you've ever heard and it's so on the nose at the same time it's just perfect Let's now move on to Lethal Lava Land. This is a piece of music that was used for the lava levels as well as shifting sand land. This is an incredibly effective theme. Please enjoy Lethal Lava Land. <laughs> Awesome. This is Lethal Lava Land. Some really impressive samples. You have 
some tabla samples, which sound incredibly authentic, and Will's a really big fan of that spacey pad lead that you get in this uh, kind of, it's kind of uh, laying the foundation for some of the galaxy music from having really spacey leads. I've never heard anything like it, because it almost doesn't sound synthetic. It sounds like this otherworldly, like, alien Mm -hmm. voice, and and again, the melody is so strong that it's just, I'm just swept up with all these emotions, and so much nostalgia tied to to this music. Man, this is a piece that a lot of people overlook, maybe because it's a little bit more ambient and atmospheric, but if you were to play this... so fits the level. (laughs) If you were to play these melodies on the piano, they they hold up, don't they? That's that's one thing that... Well, and they fit the level, too, Mm -hmm. perfectly. All of these are just... Both of the levels. ...capture the... Whether it's the (laughs) desert or the lava, yeah. All right, folks, we're going to move on to Powerful Mario. This is a theme that was originally written for Yoshi's Island. This is based on the Starman theme, the classic the invincibility theme, which was first obviously written for the original Mario Brothers. But this um, kind of this Latin version, and there is kind of a new melody that was first introduced in Yoshi's Island. But this is really where most people know it from. This is incredibly famous. Let's take a listen to Powerful Mario. This is the theme you first hear uh, when you get the wing cap in this game. Please enjoy. Such a soaring, simple, beautiful melody. Again, this the soundtrack is almost a textbook lesson of simplicity in video game music and how that can be not only a good idea, but really sometimes the most effective thing you can do is having really simple, short melodies that will that will stay in the player's head uh, long after they finish the well, game. Well, I think it's about the quality of the melody. The fact that it's short is almost superfluous to the fact that it's just a well-constructed and brilliant melody Mm -hmm. and it's almost doubly impressive that it is so simple so it's like if you're having such little to work with you know if it is only a few series of notes like it's so impressive that it's that powerful because that means each note is really perfectly laid out in its place and has a very specific function yeah there's three caps in this game there's the wing cap the invisibility cap and the metal cap. This particular theme was used for two of the caps, the wing cap and the invisibility cap. Now, folks, we're going to move on to another iteration of the main theme. This is Snow Mountain, also known as Cool Cool Mountain. This is obviously used for the snow levels in this game. There are two snow levels. Uh, This is a really fun version. It has an accordion, has sleigh bells. It definitely has some of the cliches that you would expect from a snow piece of music and really laid the foundation from all other snow Mario themes to come after this game. Please enjoy Enjoy Snow Mountain. Thank you. 
So awesome, you're listening to Snow Mountain, also known as Cool Cool Mountain from Super Mario 64. Such a happy iteration of this main theme. Every single one of these variations are so smile-inducing. It's absolutely crazy. One thing I love about this theme is the new material. You have the B section and the C section. Yeah, both that played bridge with sections. Just great. <laughs> that great mandolin instrument, kind uh-huh. of a European flavor. But that yeah, last it, section, don't you love all the dissonance that's there? Oh, absolutely. It's great. And then that's when the sleigh bell finally comes in. I think something that I really love about this is the playful sense between the sort of bouncy chord accordion part mm-hmm. and then the melody. That and then the the melody. It's very bouncy. It's very fun. And again, some very very authentic performance elements to that accordion melody. You have the right. zroom, you have the sliding Absolutely. nature of that. You know, I think my favorite thing about this song is the counter melody this time, which is done by that uh, French horn instrument sound, mm-hmm. which I love. I, it's obviously, I think it's a very good French horn sound, but also the part writing again is so catchy. Kochi Kondo's counter melodies are almost as catchy as his melodies. And it's again, really it's incredible. that call and response that right. you were talking about earlier. Bubble bubble. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's perfect. All right, let's now move on to The Haunted House. This is definitely the most ambient track in the game. Not very melodic, but it's really impressive to to see the different sides of Koji Kondo. He's able to do whatever the level requires, and this is a very scary, ominous level, and this music is quite scary. Please enjoy Haunted House. You're listening to the Haunted House theme. Definitely the first time we've played this theme on, on the podcast. Probably a not, not a lot of podcasts out there that maybe have played this theme. It's definitely one that is overlooked mainly because it's so ambient. It's definitely not very melodic. But I gotta say, the thing that I love so much about it is, again, I think it goes to show that Koji Kondo takes these games more seriously than anyone else, <laughs> but it's all for the better because this level was more genuinely scary and this music was so much better and more more atmospheric than any of the games that followed. If mm-hmm. you look at the modern ghost levels, they're almost like parodies. They're trying to sound goofy and like Halloween, but this is genuinely frightening. I remember when I played this game when I was younger, I would avoid these levels because they were so frightening. Now here, take a listen. This is where the merry-go-round themes comes in. You know what I love is there's initially so much dissonance between when you have those original sort of dark ambient voices, but when it sort of blends into that <laughs> merry-go-round, you have this intentional clash with it I love, but also that merry-go-round theme has some dissonance in it <laughs> Already, naturally. Yeah, there's it's some so minor great. seconds on the... Is that, an, another, is that an accordion as well? Yeah, I really don't know what that's going for. I it's can so, never tell if it's an organ or accordion. It's so cool how the crossfade happens between the 
Oh, and then the merry-go-round right. theme. But what's so cool is it's playful and goofy, but scary. Like this well, is yeah, scary. It's kind of like what we talked about on the final boss music, and we talked about the scary music technique of having something dark and minor, mm -hmm. and then having something bright and almost major on top of it. It goes into that very frightening place of terror. But again, talk about being overlooked. This is a great melody. This classic merry-go-round theme. It's definitely something that I could hear on a carousel. It feels the first time I heard it, I felt like I had already been familiar with yeah. it as a child because it's so spot on. It's so on the nose to that kind of classical carousel music that you'd hear uh -huh. in a circus. So it, it's just such a great idea that Koji had for this very specific part of this level. If you you guys remember this part of the level, right? right? So now let's move on to what's known as Koopa's theme. This is the boss music when you first fight Bowser. You fight Bowser three times in the game. This is the boss music that plays for the first two Bowser battles. Let's take a listen to Koopa's theme. This piece is badass. This is Koopa's theme from Mario 64. Such a rocking chord progression and riff. I love when he goes to the bell of the ride symbol on the drums. Really great drum beat. There's that one part when the kick goes, it kind of reminds me right. of like Led Zeppelin's Good Times, Bad Times. Right. Some really interesting kick drum playing. Well, again, I think it's like another example, like Koji Kondo taking it so much more seriously. Like, this is, like you said, it's very badass, and this is like almost the best Bowser theme you ever get. Because just in a few series of notes, you're immediately, oh, it's Bowser. Da, 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 da. It's scary. And it's they demonic. use that little motif throughout the game it, to quite an effect. It's kind of scary whenever you hear it. But what I love is they use it in both this boss theme, which is more sort of rocking and kind of punk feeling. But then mm -hmm. they use it at the end, at the final boss theme, and it has this sort of organ, huge epic sort of opera sound. I well, there's some it. purposeful arrhythmic elements in this piece. Like, the melody comes in early on purpose, and there's right. a lot of kind of phasing in and out with dynamics. Well, and, and talk about great. creepy. That lead instrument is so... It has such a voice to it. It's so dark and devious and has those really wicked overtones to it. 
Well, now it's very exciting. We're going to talk a little bit about something very timely. There's a new Mario game that's going to be coming out on Friday of this week, if you guys are listening to this when Yay. this goes up. This is Super Mario 3D World, and right here you're hearing the main theme of this game, which again is coming out on Friday. And what's so fun is the soundtrack of this game is going to be composed primarily by Mahito Yokota, but Koji Kondo actually composed two pieces for this game. I'm so stoked because I found out that the two pieces that Koji Kondo is composing are uh, the seaside level and the athletic theme and historically the athletic themes in Mario games have really been some of the best so I'm really excited to hear those two mm -hmm. pieces of music and it's also really cool to have Koji Kondo working on a main level song again you know for the most of the recent projects he's sort of done some of the bigger themes whether it's like an intro theme in Skyward Sword that he did or in Galaxy 2 he actually worked on like that Starship Mario and stuff but I'm just super excited because something that's great uh, for this game the musical palette it's going for a very big band sound which is very inspired by the music of Super Mario 64. That's what's so fun that's one of the reasons we wanted to play this theme while we talked about this game. Again it was so timely we really wanted to talk about this because this game is coming out this week right. but also it's really fun to we're so into the Mario 64 world today to hear this theme this almost would totally fit in this game you know. Well, what I love is the intro is almost a callback to Bob on Battlefield because mm -hmm. it goes ba 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 da ba ba with that right. brass sound that's just so undeniably... And I'm so excited to have real performances in this soundtrack. Oh my gosh, to hear some yeah. real saxophone, and yeah, it's going to be great. So. There's definitely... I can hear some so much inspired uh, melodic writing. It really feels like classic Mario. It's going to be a nice change of pace from the last few New Super Mario Brothers games. Mm -hmm. I know both Carl and I, we've sort of been vocal about that. We're not the biggest fans of some of the music in those games, so it's really going to be good to have some great new Mario music to listen to. <laughs> so that was a fun little break. Now let's get back to Mario 64. Let's play Hazy Maze Cave. This is a great piece of music. It uses the underground theme, which Koji Kondo composed for the original Super Mario Brothers theme, one of the most famous video game pieces of all time, perhaps behind the Mario Overworld theme. It's incredibly famous. Right. So many different covers of this in different rock bands. I've probably heard maybe 10 different bands in my lifetime do you know versions of this live. So it's, cool. it's so fun. This was so fun when this game came out to hear him harken back to this theme. Please enjoy Hazy Maze Cave. Thank you. 
that is so effective. This is Hazy Maze Cave from Mario 64. Really great to start off the theme on a fretless bass. It's a very reverb, solo fretless bass. Really sounds like something like played by Jaco Pistorius from the 70s. What's so cool is you start it that way, and then eventually you do get the slap bass playing the more authentic line. It's so great. All the variations on that theme that we're so familiar with. But again, it's an example of it's like Koji Kondo so effective of doing variations. You almost forget that it's that song. And it's so hip for 1996. Oh, absolutely. I mean, who else was doing this? Who else was taking classic themes and going above and beyond? He didn't have to do this. It's crazy that a theme like Shifting Sandland in this, he's not just phoning it in. I mean, he's really technically trying to showcase the N64 in well, an impressive way. What I love way. is I feel like Koji Kondo is really the John Williams of video game music, not just in that he's scored so many games and we all know his themes, but also he has such a great understanding of different types of music. Such a great understanding. Such as jazz. Well, yeah, and such a great understanding of world music as well. Presentationally, he can do anything. You know, his music, you know, we all know it and we know the melodies, but I think most people oftentimes forget about a song like this. All the parts that are going into it and how he's really doing all these effective little colors in a very brilliant and inventive way. Well, I think this a lot is of another think of it as inventive. Great example of the different elements of the level. When you go in, into the Hazy Maze Cave, the music changes. Well, it's, it's kind of like kind that of, iMuse technology. It's very similar to iMuse because the bass, did you guys hear that? The bass faded down and the really kind of scary dissonant chords and pads faded up. And there's something so effective that it's kind of the seamless transition that um, it's very dynamic and it's something that the player is in charge of when the music changes. Again, just to talk about counter melody one of my favorite things na 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 so na 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 that's well now chronologically let's play one of the next pieces you may hear when you get into this level uh there's a there's a part in the level when you can get the metal cap if you guys remember right by the waterfall it's kind of a scary part let's take a listen to metallic mario wish you guys could have seen me and will just had a little dance party in here we're <laughs> grooving to this piece this is um metallic mario from mario 64 you guys remember this part near the waterfall it, i said it was kind of scary because a lot of times i i died and if you fall into the water you actually come out in outside of the castle near the beginning of where you started this game right really cool Oh my gosh. I love, again, he can do a variation on that Starman theme that we've all known and is kind of like, it's incredible. Like, that's an example of such a repetitive thing that doesn't get annoying. But the various things that he does with that, like we just heard, da 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 da, like a lyrical melody on top of that. Which is so catchy, but badass. Those orchestra hit samples, it really feels like an homage to a lot of like pop music from the 80s. Guess what my favorite thing about this piece is? My favorite thing is that part is so cool that synth line. Yeah, it's really cool like an analog synth sound on that uh, N64 sample channel I think. Oh, it's just great. 
Well, now, folks, we're going to move on to Piranha Plants Lullaby. This is a really pretty piece of music that some people may never have actually heard if they didn't stop to smell the roses in this game. This piece only appears when you stay by a sleeping piranha plant for a few seconds. The music, the the regular BGM will fade down, and this theme will 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 start to fade up. Let's please take a listen to Piranha Plants Lullaby. So beautiful. This is Piranha Plants Lullaby, composed by Koji Kondo. Really great choice to have it be played on the music box. It really does feel like a lullaby. This is something that any of you uh, listening, if you happen to have any babies at home that are having some <laughs> trouble sleeping, I would highly recommend playing this. Now, if you guys take a listen here, this is the piano version of this theme, and this is performed, MIDI performance by Koji Kondo. Take a listen to this. Gosh, this is so pretty. Like, every time I listen to it, I'm almost on the verge of tears. So nostalgic. There's so many memories. When this was playing, Will and I were talking, and he was saying, so sad that I'm never going to get another full Koji Kondo soundtrack. As yeah. excited as I am for the new game, it's he's never going to dive in and like, just compose so a bunch of music. I'm so excited for two tracks, but yeah, well, I miss the times when it was every single Well, track. what I was saying to Will is you really have to just appreciate the times that we've had with Koji Kondo, the memories that he's created for us. I think we're so lucky uh, to have those strong memories. And for me personally, as a game player and as a fan of music and as a composer, I owe so much to Koji Kondo so many great memories of my childhood. Okay, dude, know? stop being nostalgic. I'm really going to cry now. Yeah. Like, oh, he's going to cry over here. <laughs> this is too much, man. All right, now let's move on to one of my favorite pieces of music. This is called Koopa's Road, and this is the piece of music that plays for the levels that lead up to the Bowser battles. Oh, I love those levels. They're really exciting and very epic. Please enjoy Koopa's Road. <laughs> Thank you. 
Awesome. This is Cooper's Road, composed Masterful. by Koji Kondo. <laughs> Masterful. Yeah, one thing I love is the rhythm. Bump, 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 bump. It's such a great rhythm for a climactic march. And what's so cool is you, you get the, the march snare sample back from the opening. If you guys remember the very right. opening piece of music, you have that same kind of really big sounding Well, I love what the drum. brass is doing here. It's a very soft, dynamic, but, 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 mm -hmm. but it's very exciting. And again, this is another chord progression that we hear all over in video game music. But again, it just... It's so unique when Koji Kanda does it because mm -hmm. he doesn't just stop there. The melody is so refined, and again, it's more than meets the eye. And it's a great example of the call and response. That's one of the the biggest stars of the soundtrack is the call and response, like the that weird like sitar right. Indian instrument playing with the melody and going back and forth. I think that's really one of the strongest things Gosh, about this soundtrack. I mean, I just think it's so easy to not appreciate all the wonderful melodies in this game because I think so many people, and honestly, even me, like I've always loved the music to this game ever since I was like a really little child. But even me, I think there was a point where I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, so much of it is just that same theme. And once well, you realize that, but it's not. It's this like, is a good example of that. This is a wonderful piece of music. And it's just like, this just comes in a few points in the game. And but, it's such a humble instrumentation, right. too, because it's a very kind of paddy, subtle instrument that's playing the main melody. A lot of people would never think of this as one of the greatest melodies in the game, but it really is. I mean, it really is. Like, great just that of sequence of notes right there is mm -hmm. just like, you got something great to go on and you know it never these great koji kondo melodies never trail off they never just start great and well, then fizzle out they always are just consistently great it really wasn't until the galaxy series when they went back and did a, a new version of this theme galaxy where 2 it's you fully realize how good it is so now let's move on to ultimate koopa this is the final boss theme of mario 64 now on our final boss episode very recently you guys may have realized that we didn't include this this is the reason we wanted to play it today Please enjoy Ultimate Koopa.
Wow, this is Ultimate Koopa, the final boss theme of Mario 64, composed by Koji Kondo. Now, such a memorable final battle, if you guys remember this final Bowser. This is the one where the ground starts to break apart, and it turns into the shape of a power star. And it, it, this is the Bowser where not only do you have to throw him on the bomb, you have to throw him three times on the bombs, which is really hard. I remember when I first played this game, you know, my first foray into three platforming, it was very difficult. Well, what I love, it's such an epic confrontation. And I think what's so great is, again, it's like Koji Kondo is able to capture that emotion, but not with any, like, cliches, you know? As much as I love the galaxy music, you compare that final boss, you know, the orchestra is just pulling out no stops and just mm -hmm. blasting in your face all of this great, rousing, powerful, epic music. But this, what I love, it strips down the orchestration to just an organ. And it almost, it's the setting right away. It's like, this is an epic, legendary showdown. And it's all about the music, and it has this classical element to it. It's very sophisticated brilliant. movement, those those really fast arpeggios that are outlining very sudden chord changes in a really effective way. One thing that I think is so funny is that this is almost more epic than any music in the Castlevania series. It's something that could definitely fit in Castlevania. Right. It's funny that Koji Kondo just is able to say, oh, okay, you want something like this? And yeah. then he just does Well, I it. think the thing that I love so much is it is hearkening back to da -da -da -da, but it, yeah. at a different point in the measure, and it starts it off with a and it's just so epic and it builds all this tension and another thing I love it really plays with tempo and there's a lot of points of retard and then it mm -hmm. speeds back up and ah, it's just so elegantly composed it's another example it's like this is a perfect song mm -hmm. there's no point in it that breaks my engagement it perfectly fits the experience and honestly even as far as all those advanced chromaticisms and those little classical flourishes it's all memorable like i can hum back the entire mm -hmm. thing that's how well constructed and memorable it is it's i love the and there's such loud delay on separated by the different right. channels that sometimes it's hard to tell what's the delay and what's the you know the real instrument there all right, folks, we only have two more pieces of music to play from this game. We're Sadly. definitely approaching the end. You know, if you beat that Bowser, there's really not much left. Let's take a listen to Ending Demo. This is the piece of music that plays after you defeat Bowser and you rescue Peach. Enjoy. So effective, Koji leaving us on a dominant seventh chord. There's no resolution here, but what's so great is when the next piece you hear, which we're going to play, the staff roll, 
Ooh, it's such a sigh of relief. One thing that's great is you first heard um, Harkening Back to Inside the Castle Walls, which really is uh, more or less Princess Peach's theme in this game right. because that's her house. That's her castle. So it's cool to hear that theme in a different context. It's very powerful because how many times have you heard it throughout the game finally right. hearing well, it again? Well, and one thing I want to note, it's played on the harpsichord. The dun, yes. Dun, 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 dun. And the only other times you've heard that instrumentation of that theme is whenever you unlock a new door there'll be mm-hmm. a little message that pops up after you beat a level that goes da, 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 mm-hmm. da, da, if you remember that so it's cool to it's almost bringing that back too and it's and then the whole ending that, of this game is just pure nostalgia and then what do you get after that you know what's the next theme you get well after it goes back to i was mentioning this before because i thought inside the castle walls was reminiscent of the ending of uh the original super mario brothers mm-hmm. and then it goes into it and it's it's perfectly done though because um it's done on strings so it's not having the double attacks like the original song goes da 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 and this one takes out some of those attacks and it's so much slower and again it's it's really rewarding players fans of the series if you've been with the series from the beginning can you imagine how powerful it would be in 1996 to hear this with strings it's just excellent so now folks we're going to play the very last track we're going to talk about today this is staff roll the credits theme of mario 64 you guys uh if you're a fan of this podcast you know how much we love this piece this is might be one of my favorite songs of all time it's I, it's this and then uh the credits to super mario world <laughs> please enjoy staff roll such a classic piece of music you're listening to the staff roll from mario 64 composed by koji kondo such a great way to say goodbye to the players this long journey that everyone went on this is a really long game you know in order to get 120 power stars it really takes a long time such a fitting goodbye and uh such a fitting end to this episode we had such a great time sharing all the music there's so much to say about this track we've said a lot of it in the past but at the end of the day it kind of speaks for itself you know right well, I just think it's it's such a beautiful piece of music. This is the first song 
that ever made me cry mm-hmm. and listening to it again it's like i'm not ashamed of that but i mean it's powerful it's so powerful and i think this is one of the reasons why i wanted to get into music no words mm-hmm. even taken out of context it's so beautiful it brings you to tears it brought me as like a five-year-old to tears how about just this chorus this harmonized chorus is so beautiful the corporation the descending pop chord progression it's just gorgeous. The harmony, it's actually a very complex harmony. If you try to sing that, Will's, <laughs> Will's singing it right now. But yeah, very, and then you have the key change here. You know, guys, let's fade this God, up for catchy. the ending. It's great. It's like, it's that perfect level of nostalgic melancholiness because mm-hmm. this is catchy and happy, but it's just, I'm like, want to cry at the same time because it's a sad goodbye. And then here is the saddest point. Oh, bringing back to the beginning. Right. And this is the ending chord progression is just my favorite. It's one of the it's best. So beautiful. It's incredibly effective. So you have this kind of slowing down of the tempo here and then ending. Well, thanks so much, folks, for joining us for this episode, taking a spotlight on the music of Mario 64. We had such a great time. And once again, stick with us. We have one final episode for Nintendo Month. We just wanted to say one more time, uh, feel free to subscribe to our RSS feed. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a nice review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. It means a lot to us, all your guys' support. So please keep sticking with us on this show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is... One of my favorite episodes, just because of the playlist. I mean, this game is so beloved by everybody, and it's such a great opportunity for Carl and I to get to talk about this music and just to have another episode where we get to really praise Koji Kondo, because I know we do it a lot, but it's really necessary. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for the vast list of just wonderful songs that he's made that really shaped who we've become as composers and songwriters. I mean, this music, when I listen to it, it definitely marks a point in my childhood, but musically, it also just marks uh, elements of my craft and what I strive to be. I mean, I'm always so inspired by Koji Kondo and oh yeah anyways thanks so much for joining us uh once again Carl and I are actually going to be at Magfest at the convention this January so come by to see us we're really excited we got some cool stuff planned yeah just another reminder for you guys that's going to take place from January 2nd to the 5th so we're going to be there so we'd love to see some friendly faces it's going to be a great time thanks so much for listening guys we'll see you back here next week for the last week in Nintendo month my name is Carl Brueggemann and I'm Will Brueggemann have a great week week, everybody. Peace out.